0: Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball.
1: I don't
2: believe what I just saw.
0: Basketball.
2: Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the the end zone touchdown hockey he score nascar
0: green flag waves again at the world center of racing plus the latest sports news both pro and college hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006 or as a podcast on your iphone victor stream or computer or on your smart speaker visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iphone Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks
3: and good afternoon welcome into sports lounge live it is tuesday january 3rd of 2023 uh this is show number 227 and it is a busy show it is uh, obviously you know what the, if you've heard any sports at all over the last 24 hours you know what probably at least i bet half the show is going to be spent on so <laughs> let's uh, i will get my panel out of the way real quick because uh i'm dealing with a cold here i don't i've never felt bad that's the good news but uh, coughing is a little little tough when you try to talk. So, okay, well, um, Iowa won their bowl game. That's a good thing. And sadly, there was a tragedy with that. Jack Campbell, probably their best defensive player and a guy who was supposed to go high in the NFL draft, his grandfather had went to the bowl game but was hit by a car and killed in uh, Nashville on Friday night. Now, his mom and dad did not tell him that until the game was over. So they wanted him to, to have that time because... It wasn't going to make any difference if they had told him, you know, before the game or after. So um, definitely you feel bad for that family. And, uh, of course, you know, the hopes,
1: the prayers and the
3: thoughts go to, um, there we go. The uh, thoughts and prayers go with uh, Damar Hamlin, and we'll get to him in just a minute. But uh, with that, Chris, let's go to you, and um, and uh, we'll we'll get to the big story in just a minute.
4: Yes, we want to go on record. We are not in favor of crushing middle-class families at all. No,
3: we are not.
4: (laughs) Speak to yourself. Oh, okay. Anyway, all right. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. And boy, you know, our holiday season was kind of coming down to its normal conclusion. And then they go and have that Monday night game, which they usually don't have at the end of the holiday season. And that took care of the holiday part of it. Boy, oh boy. But anyway, we'll talk about that. So our panel, we'll uh, we'll all do our panels. Uh, Perry already has done his. Um, uh, Of course, we'll be going to talk about DeMar Hamlin. We'll be talking about the scoreboard in the NFL, the standings and the schedule. We're going to read you the schedule. Now, there is maybe a slight possibility they postpone things differently. But what we see now is games lined up for the 7th and 8th and the matchups that we would see, but uh, they could change that and we'll see about that or or do something different. We can talk about that later. Then we're going to do college sports. And then we're going to do uh, and with the, the New Year's Day six and the playoff bowls highlighted, but some others people would be interested in that we know our panelists and our uh, callers are interested in. Then we got baseball. Then we got the NBA. Then we got the uh, NA, NHL. And then if we have time, we have a couple of obituaries that we want to do, and we should totally do them. And we're going to sometime. We may not get them done this week because we have a lot to do. Pele and Kathy Whitworth. We postponed her last week because we didn't have it all together, but uh, we've got her information now and uh, arguably the top. In their sport, so they need to be done. One thing uh, for the Red Sox, they actually did something today. They signed Rafael Devers to a one-year deal, but wow. it's for seventeen point five million. And so they're at least getting into the ballpark of what you pay people. But it's only a one-year deal, so they'll be back at it again next next year. But they avoided arbitration, and I think they gave him what he wanted in, in that one. So that's a good sign. Patriots. Uh, one, because of defensive touchdowns and the fact that uh, Tua didn't play. They wouldn't have won that game if he, he had been there. They, they beat all the crummy quarterback. So for the calendar here the year, my one last thing about this The Celtics uh, won 60 games in 2022. They picked it up around the Super Bowl. And, of course, this is a regular season game. Had a very hot rest of the year and then, you know, uh, went into the playoffs, went to the finals. They won 60 games. If the Bruins had won on Saturday, they would have won 62, which would have been an NHL record. They started right at New Year's and got their act together after they had their own COVID break for about two weeks before Christmas. But uh, anyway, they're both doing well. Uh, The Bruins... And of course they won the classic yesterday, uh, two to one, Jake DeBrus got the two goals in the last period to win the game coming from behind, uh, sort of similar to the one that they had at Fenway in 2010 with the flyers. although that was overtime, but, uh, they're now 29, four and four, and the Celtics are 26 and 11 and uh, both of them, uh, rolling along. And, uh, we'll talk more about the Patriots when we get to the NFL, but here we go to Rick. Hi. Um, yeah,
5: that winter classic yesterday, I thought was pretty special. Um, I guess I guess it's more of an NHL production than anything to do with Fenway Park, but anything that happens at Fenway Park, I, as much as we get on the Red Sox, you know, for, for the way they run the baseball team, they they seem to handle events at the park really well. It, it's kind of schmaltzy, but I, I think they do a great job. Uh, the Giants in the playoffs, very happy. Um, I thought. Daniel Jones is getting better. He, he had his best game ever, I think. He was really good, and I really like the idea that in the fourth quarter, Dable put him back in the game for a couple of plays, and then took him out so the crowd could give him a. you got a standing ovation. It's a long, I think it's long overdue. This kid's taking a lot of crap in New York, and I think he's he's really coming along. Um, I get, I, I had some um, statistics about quarterbacks and starting, but with everything that's going on, I just I just don't feel like doing them right now. Um, so I think I'm just gonna. Pass it on to Bill and thank him for the uh, Colts' contribution Sunday on the Giants' <laughs> playoff run. Well, we, hang on, hang on to those stats, Rick. We'll get to them. I will. Yeah, yeah. I will next week.
6: Yeah, we um, we are glad to oblige you. We've been making a habit of that <laughs> this year. We hire an interim coach and we're one in six, and probably will be one in seven after this week. They made Daniel Jones look real good and the Giants real good. I think they just, you know what stuck out in my mind about that game, Rick, was when Nick Foles got put to the ground and he yeah, was hurt. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. And the Colts players didn't even... Go over to check it out. Just went on about their business and whatever. I mean, whether the guy's a good quarterback or bad, that's irrelevant. You know, he's a teammate. They just didn't do anything at all. And they're deserving exactly what they get. It doesn't matter who the coach is, um, the general You know, they just... I just I've never seen a team go from one the only team that I think could possibly be worse than the Colts would be the Bears and there there's two of your teams right there so that's really all I've really got to say except Pierre you that ball game yesterday um there was no reason for all the, you know, Purdue lost their coach, they lost a good number of players. I don't think they could have beat them if they'd had everybody going, LSU. But that's just my opinion. Take it away, Robert.
7: Well, um, happy New Year, everybody. Uh, my Warriors are getting back to normal. It seems like they've won like five in a row, and uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about them more when we get to the NBA. Um. Uh, the uh, the best game of the whole weekend in the NFL was the Raiders Forty Nine ers. As it turned out, um, oh. I mean they scored thirty four points against the number one defense. And, uh, I I don't know whether the Forty Nine ers took Jared Stidham lightly and figured that they would just walk into Las Vegas to beat the Raiders, but they actually had to fight to actually win the game in overtime. So you got um,
4: goofy people now saying and forgetting all about last year and saying, "Well, Stidham's probably better than Mac Jones anyway." I mean, one game. Uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, wait no, a minute. I, you know?
7: yeah. Well uh and McDaniel said when they when they acquired him in the summer uh, Chris that uh, New England never gave him a fair shot
4: he, they didn't I get that but let's not get carried away on one game
7: no I know I get it but and he won't be the he won't be the starting quarterback anyway next year he might come back as backup and that the incredible rumor still won't go away and <laughs> I, 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 I all I can tell you is I don't want somebody 46 years old being my quarterback. I hope it happens
4: because it's going to make this show a lot
3: better
7: I don't know. I (laughs) really don't. Um, Robert, who was the
4: play-by-play
3: guy on TV for that game? Do you know?
7: uh, It was Kevin Kugler and and Mark Panket.
3: Because Chris Russo was um, going after Kevin Kugler because he was making the Raiders out to be a playoff team. And Chris says, you know, he said, they're not a playoff team. So he says, quit trying to pull that crap on us.
7: Well, no. (laughs) uh, What Chris doesn't understand, I'm not talking about you, Chris. I'm talking about Russo. (laughs) Um, what, What Chris Russo doesn't understand is when that game started, the Raiders were still officially in the playoff picture. Correct. You know, nope. so the announcer had to bring that up. Chris doesn't mm-hmm. like it when, when announcers bring that stuff up. And granted, Raider fans understand that the Raiders weren't going to make the playoff. But as long as they're technically still alive, and get this, Chris, Mr. Russo, had the Raiders <laughs> beaten the 49ers because of the Jets losing yesterday, the Raiders still would have been alive this they week.
4: Would've. They would have. They would have, You oh. know.
7: So I, I, sometimes he complains about things that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, well, but anyway, very, uh, he's
3: very popular, though.
7: Yeah, no, he is. I've called his show. I, I enjoy going back and forth with him. I've done oh. it in the past. But sometimes his opinions, he, he needs to stop and think about things. But let's move on to Austin, Texas. I'm, I'm
4: glad I'm oh. one Chris who does. Okay. Yeah, go oh. ahead. Now,
7: we'll, we'll we'll move on to Austin, Texas, and we'll let Sean talk about well, his stuff, and then we'll move on with the show.
4: Well, of course, I have to say.
8: I was right. I was right. TCU Georgia. Who picked them last week? Well, mm-hmm. You did. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, it two, is. Two, yeah. two, 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 yep. two. But anyway, yeah, been a sad. Couple of days here. We lost Coach Gus here in Austin, Cliff Gustafson, longtime baseball coach, 1968 to 96 at the University of Texas. At the time when he retired, he was the wing of baseball coach, but he was passed by Augie Garrido, Rod Dato, a few others. But he had 1466 and 22 Southwick Conference championships, 17 trips to Omaha, two national championships in 75 and 83 players like Keith Moreland, Spike Owen, Roger Clemens, Burt Hooten, Greg Swindell, Brooks Kieschnick, Kirk Dressendorfer, to name a few, all went to the NFL and a lot of these up-to-date stadiums around college baseball are because, hey, he said at Texas, we need to update this, but 91 years old definitely will be missed. Uh, speaking of elderly people. Uh, we had a message at seven seven three five seven two seven seven one five, but it was sent private and it was buried amongst his wrestling comments where you can leave too. But Schomberg Stu is a Cub fan, eighty five years old and his uh, he he's used to do a wrestling hotline in the day. He he likes the show, but he buried it all in with the other wrestling comments, but basically he said he hoped, he hoped that the shortstop didn't go from the Cubs to the Cardinals. Uh, his father died at 104 one year before they won the championship in uh, 16, so his father didn't quite make it, but, but just like him, you can leave a message there at 773- 572-7715. You can listen to my wrestling update or hit the pound key and skip over it, but don't make it private. Uh, you can also leave a Message, leave it one message a week at this spot, eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five, option two. The first number I gave you, you can leave as many messages as you want throughout the week. You know, I'll forward them on. But to help cut on the cut the cost, like we talked about yesterday in the lunch bunch, leave it there. Or uh, sports at net is another place to leave a message. But let's get to the big story, which is going to dominate, I think, and is dominating everywhere. It, so it will,
3: and um, we'll go with um, the audio here in just a second. So I'll kind of set it up, and then we'll play it. Um, the The play last night in the Bengals game, of course, with um, De, uh damar hamlin uh he tackled tj or uh, tj t higgins i was trying to i was confusing t higgins with pj higgins the baseball player but uh, t higgins the football player and uh he got hit in the chest it was a clean hit so there's i've heard nobody say anything other than that and uh we'll with without any further ado you're going to hear first the westwood one call with Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner, and then Bill has some Buffalo TV reporting on the situation. So, Bill, if you want to roll the audio, go right ahead.
0: Three wide arms extended, shotgun snap, left tackle block, line drive up the middle, it is caught. On the play, grabbed by Higgins. He goes up the middle, past the 45, on the hash to 50. Goes across the logo and down to the 48-yard line of Buffalo. Tackled right there around the ankles on a 13-yard. Catch and run by T. Higgins, who last week had 128 through the air against the Bears. And a player down now for Cincinnati. The center, Ted Karras, is on a knee. And there's a Buffalo player down where the tackle was made. On the terrific wide receiver, T. Higgins, who caught it. Shallow cross, ran. And got the first down for Cincinnati. 13-yard catch and run.
2: And second Buffalo player down, Kurt. Yeah, it looked like they might have been radioing to bring uh bring mm. out the cart, too. I'm not sure who it is. I can't see a number down there. They look at it. Oh. We're gonna step
0: aside. We, we have a on. down injured. Buffalo Bill, DeMar Hamlin, who made a tackle, and it was a fierce one. It was a violent one. And then he stood up, and then he collapsed. And from that point on, we have had a stretcher brought out onto the field. Play stopped, obviously. An ambulance is back out onto the field at midfield with each team surrounding the down player. But the look, Kurt Warner, on the faces of his teammates, and um, their movement is one that says that this is obviously an
2: incredibly serious. right well, you know, we were just talking in the break, and I've never really seen anything like that where a player gets hit and then bounces up the way that he did and then all of a sudden just collapsed again. But you're right. The looks on the faces of the Bills players and coaches um, lets you know that it's a really, really scary situation and our prayers and – Thoughts grow up to uh, to him and his family that are probably in the stadium or, or watching at home. Uh, knowing how difficult a situation this is. You know, the thing about these hits, and sometimes you see a hit and it's so violent, the players
0: just jump back up and they go back to their respective huddles. Sometimes it's it's a slight hit, and for whatever reason, the angle is not right, and a player will go down. This one was kind of in between. It was fierce. I mean, it was a helmet-to-helmet, not intentionally, just the way they lined up with the tackle by the defensive back on the running wide receiver for the Bengals, T. Higgins. And uh, like I said, it was fierce. The defensive back stood up for the Bills and then immediately collapsed and fell backwards, landing on his back. And that's when they stopped play and they called the medical people from the Buffalo sideline. And now Bengals, athletic training staff, have gone out there too, and the ambulance is on the field like we said. So they're putting him on a stretcher from what we can tell. We really are blinded by the players standing around and the... Confluence of all the medical people surrounding the down player, Tamar Hamlin, who is a second-year safety out of Pitt. He was a 6th round pick a year ago and a starter and is down and being attended to on the field. And our clock is at 5.58. We're just underway in the first quarter with a Cincinnati 7-3 lead. Bengals were on the move again. And that's where we stand. There are many Buffalo fans in attendance here tonight, in addition to uh, what is clearly an overwhelming Bengal presence inside the stadium, the former Paul Brown Stadium. But uh, everyone is either standing or quietly sitting in silence, and some actually in prayer now as we look around, and certainly the players on the field in the same way.
2: It's hard, hard to know what to say you know, at this particular time as you sit down there and and you watch? Normally when a player goes down in a normal situation,
0: which requires that player to be taken off the field, uh, there is the blue tent if if they feel it can be diagnosed quickly on the sideline. The next stage of that would be they take them inside the locker room and every NFL stadium has x-ray equipment and, and basically a small trauma center where they set up with doctors, there are probably, I would say, from the press box and on both sidelines, maybe in the area of 15 to 20-plus medical people, most of them doctors, uh, trauma doctors, a lot of them, and uh, and they are quickly called upon in situations like this where both sides, Bengal doctors and Buffalo doctors that they have brought on this trip, are assisting in taking care of this down player. Now, they're not going to put him, it looks like, into, they've they, they, they run out three stretchers, one roll, two rolling stretchers, and one that was just a board. They've taken the board away, they've taken the second rolling stretcher away, and he is down in, on another apparatus, which I'm not, we cannot see. lifted him off the field on the medical board, whatever that would encompass on this. So normally inside, before they would go to the hospital, they would check with an x-ray, they would do the, another thorough search inside each NFL stadium, and then that would, uh, that examination would necessitate the decision, to, does a player go on to the hospital, and, and what further attention he may need.
2: You see every single player on both sidelines now in a semicircle around where Hamlin went down. I don't know if I've ever witnessed that before. Uh, Lisa Solders of ESPN
0: has just reported that they were performing CPR on the field. Yeah. And. a rarity. You, you, you don't you don't see that in NFL games or for a down player so there was clearly something at play here more than just the injury that we could see with with, our, with the naked eye
9: Right now, the Bills, Bills Mafia, the entire NFL sports folks praying for Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, as he was taken off the field in an ambulance and is listed in critical condition tonight. The team tweeting this to ask everyone for prayers for Hamlin as they gather to pray for him on the field shortly after he collapsed tonight in Cincinnati. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jeff Russo. The NFL officially postponing the game about an hour ago. That was an hour hour after the game was stopped in Cincinnati. Hamlin arriving at a local hospital. This is video from outside of University of Cincinnati Medical Center arriving via an ambulance with a police escort tonight. According to a statement from the NFL, the bill's safety listed in critical condition right now. Our James Cattado, who is in Cincinnati, covering the game for us tonight, is now standing by outside the hospital. James, what can you tell us from there at the University of Cincinnati Medical Jeff, Center?
10: Yeah, so... We're- at the stadium between the Bills and the Bengals. I mean, when I was in the press box, it was almost like you could hear a, a pin drop. And both teams were on the sidelines huddling around and he was getting CPR. Hamlin was getting CPR for minutes, almost 10 minutes. And then once he got out on once once he got out on the ambulance and and was carted off the field, the Bills and the Bengals were Together, in circles, almost like praying on the, on the field. Uh, and then they went back into the locker rooms where the game was temporarily suspended. Uh, when I was trying to go down there just to get something, all of the media got ushered onto the field, uh, and, and the hallways were totally closed off in terms of letting people go by because both teams were in meetings with each other. And then Hamlin was carted off in the, in the ambulance and was kept in right outside the tunnel pretty much uh, with his mom, waiting for his mom to get to him before they carted him off here to UC Medical Center. And again, Jeff, like you said, in critical condition, uh, not too many updates outside of the NFL's update right now, but we're all awaiting to see the status of DeMar Hamlin, and we're all praying that he's okay.
9: We certainly are, James. Thank you, James Cattado, joining us outside University of Cincinnati Medical Center there tonight, where Demar Hamlin has been brought after collapsing on the field tonight. The NFL saying that he is listed in critical condition. We did receive an update from a gentleman named Jordan Rooney, who has been listed by many large accounts, a marketing manager for Demar Hamlin, um, saying that his vitals are back to normal and they have put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. They're currently running. Tests. Uh, no more clear information than that at this point, outside that he is listed in critical condition. want to get to my colleague Matt Beauvais, who now joins us uh, from Cincinnati tonight. Um, Matt, the eyes of the, the entire sports world on this game for a variety of reasons, and for good reason, it shifted away from the contest at hand and on to thoughts and prayers for DeMar Hamlin and a dire situation that we saw unfold on the field there tonight in Cincinnati. Matt, you've covered a lot of football during your career. What were your thoughts there this evening as you witnessed this unfold?
11: That that's a human, and it's so much more than football. And this team means so much to the community. I think people in Western New York really view these people like brothers, like sisters, like friends. And when you see that happen to somebody who you cherish so much and that you look up to so much, I think it just puts everything into perspective. And it, it was awful. I mean, everything about it was awful. Like you said at the beginning, this last eight days was all about how this was the biggest game of the NFL season because it meant so much. And then within a matter of minutes, none of it mattered anymore because somebody who played football for a living had that happen to them. I've never seen a team so distraught, and understandably so. I mean, I'm watching this from up in the press box, so I can tell you I can echo what James just mentioned everybody's just kind of in a state of shock. You're trying to figure out what exactly is happening. You look out onto the field, and almost immediately they bring out the stretcher and they bring out a backboard, which is never a good sign. Usually right when that comes out, you know it's something that's very serious or they're looking into something that's very serious. Then a couple minutes later, the ambulance came out onto the field, and the ambulance was out on the field for a while. It was so critical. I mean, obviously, he's in critical condition right now. It looked like, from my perspective, that doctors were giving him CPR for several minutes and then eventually he was taken away on the ambulance, but the players, while this was going on, Other players needing to console each other because they couldn't believe what was happening. Players looked visibly sick because they had never experienced anything like this. I mean, there are injuries and there are what we saw today. And I have never seen anything like this happen, not just with the bill, but with the NFL. Uh, For for the game to be postponed, it's the right decision. It's the only decision. There was no way that these players could have gone back out onto that field and played football after witnessing what they had just witnessed. Quite frankly, I'm surprised it took as long as it did for that decision to come down from the NFL, but they had no other choice. So I know there are a lot of questions about what this means for the football side of things, but I think, quite frankly, that's just not okay to talk about right now. I think right now it's just trying to make sure that – Mar Hamlin is being taken care of in the best way possible and that you know the community is with him back in Buffalo and then obviously here in Cincinnati I've already seen some pictures and some tweets I know James is out at the hospital but there are now fans who are showing up at the hospital. it's an incredibly, incredibly difficult situation, and there's really not a playbook on any of this, because things like this just have not happened, no. and they happen
0: tonight. Yeah, you're
9: absolutely right, and I echo that thought of your, It was mind-numbing to me that it took so long for them to postpone you know, this game here tonight, Matt, and there are injuries in this sport. It is a violent sport. Injuries happen often, but you could tell the shock and the dire situation just by the, the way that players looked to Tonight, right, the reaction you touched on it a bit. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, you know, um, Stefan Diggs with with tears running down his face. You knew right away that this really wasn't an injury that was going to be something that you know. Here's five minutes. Let's warm back up and let's play ball again. This this one immediately felt different, didn't it?
11: I think it's sometime people will roll their eyes when sports teams, when football teams, when in this case the Bills, they refer to each other as like family or as brothers, but. It's important to understand that I really do believe that they feel this way about each other because basically from the beginning of August until whatever today is, January 2nd, these guys are spending every waking moment with each other from eight, nine in the morning until five o'clock in the afternoon. This is their job. Think about how much time you spend with your coworkers or your people that you are close to, and then take that and stretch it over this long, long, several-month thing, and then add all the travel into the mix. Like, these guys are incredibly close. So I think for them, it would have been impossible to go out there. And, And it's also just... It's not fair to ask anybody to do that. So I don't know who ultimately made the decision. And like we said, it took longer than it should have. But it was the right decision because tonight should be about somebody's life and their health and not about a football game, not about what it means for the playoffs, not about any of that. Yeah. Eventually that will come back. But right now it's just about Mar Hanlon and his family and those who know him and the situation that we watched and in Cincinnati. Yeah,
9: and about life and about a human being. Football yeah, means exactly. nothing tonight at all. Hey, I wanted to cut away here real quick, Matt, and show a live shot. This is live video right now outside University of Cincinnati Medical Center where it appears that some Bengals fans, there's some Bills fans mixed in there as well, have started gathering to you know, show their support for DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills, um, the Bills safety again um, in the hospital there tonight in Cincinnati, listed in critical condition. That's the latest word from the NFL. Matt, can I touch base with you on one other thing? And I know that you know there's a lot going on. This is, this is- Draining and emotional as a human being to watch this happen. What what do we know about the team at this? Like, what happened? As, as, as the team is the team still going to travel? I mean, do, do we know logistics? Are they staying in Cincinnati? What do we know? No. And, and none of it matters. I'm just curious what you saw from the from the team trying to move forward from this decision being made that this was this game was suspended tonight.
11: Well, let me paint the picture for you. So I am actually talking to you in the tunnel of the stadium. Uh, our original plan was for me to be on camera but right now we are not being allowed onto the field because it is our understanding and it's the security guard here understanding that there are several members of the bill team that are still in the locker room and just like in Buffalo there is only one way out onto the field here so just out of a respect for privacy and what they are currently dealing with they have the tunnel blocked off so you can't get out onto the field so I believe that there are still most of the members of the team here now the thing that's very interesting about the logistics of this are on a normal game like this the team would be flying back home to Buffalo. So they would not have hotels to be in the city because they would be heading home. Now they are likely trying to figure out where are they going tonight? Are they going to the hospital? Do they have to go over to the hospital in waves? Because there are so many people. It's not just the 53 players on the roster. There are more than 100 people who are with the team, whether it's you know staff on the sideline, coaches, people who do stuff behind the scenes. So that, they now need to figure out what is happening. On the once again, I want to make it clear. None of this matters right. in comparison, but they now need to figure out, is this football game being played a different day? Is it going to be played later in the week? Is this football game going to basically just never happen again, and it's just going to be wiped? Are they going back to Buffalo? Are they staying in Cincinnati? Do they have to just kind of be in a holding pattern until they hear something from the league? So These are the things that they're trying to figure out, but right now they're just kind of trapped. I don't right. think that they have the ability yet to get over to the hospital or get to a hotel because I don't believe they have hotel rooms Room for a 100-and-something people that would be traveling with an NFL team just readily available on a Monday night. Right. And then as far as the hospital is concerned, right now as james had reported and as uh, some of the affiliates in cincinnati have reported it sounds like demar had family here tonight so right now this is about him and his family being with him and then it's how does the team get there
9: right who, and there was the,
11: wants, right. I and, it, yeah. and, that,
9: and i think it's a football completely back burner the reason I, I brought that up is i you know that some of these players right want to be oh. near their friend and their colleague and you know their their teammate here uh, to show their support in any way that they can And, and that, i guess that's the only reason that question came to mind just knowing how- yeah tight like this team is
11: 100 percent it, and it's no different than if it was somebody who you deeply cared about in any walk of life if it was somebody who you viewed like a brother if it was somebody who you viewed like a sister somebody who you were super close with a work relationship a friendship that was lifelong i mean demar hamlin got drafted by this team two years ago right He has been playing basically the entire season in place of Micah Hyde, who suffered a season-ending injury against the Titans earlier in the season. He immediately came in ready to work. You know, we are around DeMar pretty often doing what we do, covering sports. There are 53 guys in that locker room. You get to know them. Now, obviously, I do not know him even close to those people that are on the team, but he's confident, but not overpowering, not cocky or anything like that. He's a pretty soft-spoken guy, just very, very career-oriented. It is very clear from knowing him, or knowing him to the level that I do, that he really wants to be the best football player that he can be, and he really took it upon himself to fill those big shoes from Micah High. So there is nothing but respect for him as a football player and as a person in that locker room, because he was thrust into a really big role and he embraced it. And he put in all of the effort that he possibly could. and That's one of those reasons why Oh, I, I, I had just mentioned to you that I, I, it seems like the team has cleared out because they have just opened up the hallway that they were previously blocking off. So I would imagine at this point, either the bills have made their way over to the hospital or they are, at a hotel somewhere sure. waiting to get clearance from the league about what's going to happen next. I get, apologize. No, no no. It, it, right. Right. Yeah. no, no, we can get that information. Right, no, no,
9: we can get that. Matt, it's an emotional night. Uh, completely understand. We can get that information at, at another time. And important to make, you know, those comments about DeMar Hamlin, our, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers of, of everyone here in Western New York, of course, throughout the, the league, throughout the sports, you know, the sports world right now are with him tonight. So we appreciate that, uh, Matt, and your thoughts on what's been a, a very difficult evening there.
6: There you go.
9: Okay.
4: Yeah, it was a a sad situation. And apparently what it is they're explaining now, and I kind of got this last night too, but it's a chest hit. And it's like uh, I gave the analogy before the show about if you hit your temple. And, you know, if you, I went out and I bumped my temple on the dumpster years ago, not really badly, but it made my head feel just strange for, you know, like about five, 10, 15 minutes and it bled a little, it wasn't bad and nothing. But if you hit it, if I hit it harder, if you hit it just right, and apparently there's a thing in your chest and we've had this up here with hockey players who've gotten hit by a heart just at the right angle. And it's even got to do, I think with the beat of the heart, if it's beating, you know, uh, in or out when you're actually hit, it's very, actually it's, it's it's more exact than that because I heard today that. It has to happen at the exact millisecond in the cycle of the heart. For it to, to yeah, take yeah. this kind of effect and the right angle too, so yeah. that's apparently what yeah. it is. So it doesn't mean there was any pre-existing condition. People were talking about Hank Gathers and Reggie Lewis and stuff. They knew they had heart issues, and you know that was something that was we, they were just dealing with. This is just something that came out of the blue. Well,
8: and and we don't know whether he did or did not, but he did suffer cardiac arrest, and it's it's still. And people question. People are like, oh, well, they're getting too soft in football. I mean, this is an example of why. They, uh, they take these major precautions. I mean, like with Tua and all his concussions, nowhere near a series of what this is. But, and, and hopefully he will recover. Uh, uh, my prediction is he'll, he'll never play football again. I have a feeling that'll never happen. The issue, too, is brain success? damage because if
4: they were working yeah. on him on the field for nine minutes, and uh, my father-in-law was, uh, you know, had his heart stop for six or seven minutes before they got it going. And his issue was brain damage. You know, they got the heart going, yeah, ox- but that is. Oxygen really cut off good. from the brain. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Oxygen yeah. cut off. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it.
4: And
3: we do have one uh, quick update. He is now the latest word, still critical, but stable
4: condition. Okay, well that's good. Okay, well I guess we yeah. should go to our scoreboard and, and get that done. We we uh, can had said about all we can at this and obviously Bill Not and Jerry will look at, looking at their phones and if they see anything new, uh, they'll let us know. Uh Dallas beat Tennessee 27 to 13 and Tennessee actually found themselves at least a quarterback that could like get some first downs and move the ball <laughs> and Josh Joshua Dobbs he actually played pretty oh. decent they're going to need him on uh Saturday when they play Jacksonville cuz that's for all the marbles in that division so I mean, at least they got a puncher's chance now but with that other guy uh you know Malik uh, Willis they had nothing going on Yeah,
11: know okay. yeah, he
4: um he threw for more yards in that game than Willis has in his three starts combined <laughs> there we go in the always important Atlanta-Arizona matchup, uh, Atlanta uh, be, won it with a last-second field goal 20-19. to 19. Both had been eliminated. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you can't get what you want, but if they had to postpone a game, that would have been the one to postpone because uh, yeah, no. they're not going to be important to anybody. Uh, David Blau was the new quarterback for Arizona. So, you know, whatever, they're coming and going. Detroit did what they needed to do. They killed the Bears 41-10. to 10. It was close for a while, but they just uh, pulled away. And they have the situation that's been created now is kind of a strange one because later we're going to talk about Seattle having one. So what it means is Detroit, if Seattle wins, Detroit's out. Detroit lost to Seattle earlier in the year. So this Detroit Green Bay fight for the playoff spot only happens if Seattle loses earlier in the day and, and they're not having those games together. So that didn't work out for the NFL the way they usually do these things. But anyway, um, Kansas City had trouble with Denver, but they beat them 27-24. Russell Wilson, actually, this was the day for the old veterans who we've been yelling at all year to kind of you know, bounce back a little bit. And Russell yeah. Wilson had a decent day. and uh,
5: Yeah, this you know, is – um, this is his his two best games of the season were against Kansas
4: City, and, but this is this is now 14 straight times Kansas City has beaten Denver. Yeah, right. Like the Patriots and the Bills, and the Patriots yep. and the Jets, and all that. The, these rivalries get kind of crazy in these divisions sometimes for years on end. And like the Bills now are going to beat the Patriots for quite a while, I think. Uh, Patriots beat Miami 23-21, as I said in my uh, panel. It's because Tua wasn't playing. They ran through the uh, quarterbacks that the Patriots have beaten, and you know they call it. and It makes me mad, mad. Uh, you know, uh, Felder and Matt. Called that a fake win that reminds me of fake news it makes me mad a win yeah. is a win you play who you play you can't help it we didn't disable the quarterback but i mean they're right i mean they beat as i've said i've said the same thing but they're not fake wins the, the, the league a lot of these quarterbacks are mediocre um you know and uh, rick was talking about maybe half of the quarterbacks who started it was pretty close to it right about half of the quarterbacks who started at the beginning of the year didn't start this past week right yeah Something yeah like that? yeah and, i mean the best so, the best quarterbacks the patriots have beaten this year i guess is jerry Goff. yeah and that's right and they yeah. shut him out too yeah. and, and Br- bridgewater was in the game and then he even got hurt and they were back to skyward thompson so there you go so they got a little yeah and kyle duggar uh the seventh defensive touchdown he's i think he scored about three of them so um, Giants beat uh, the Colts thirty eight to ten, paying them back for the nineteen fifty eight defeat. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, and I guess, uh, and uh, Bob Poppy even got uh, got ahead and he said, "It's party on One of the touchdowns, I heard the highlight. He said, "It's party time here in the, the Meadowlands," or whatever he said. Yeah. So yeah. it was pretty easy. And it was um, like
5: Bill was saying about the Foles getting hurt. Another, I, I understand, you know, that was upsetting that the offensive line didn't come to his, his aid, but the the one who hit him, that now. After he hit him, he he went on the field. He was doing like snow angels. So the crowd was real loud. I I'll I'll give him a pass on that. I don't know if he really knew what was going on with Foles. But a minute later on the sideline, they showed him giving like the putting the baby to sleep sign. And there's no need for that. That's a, and I'm hoping Dayball has a talk with him. You know, he's a rookie, and hopefully he'll straight him out. Uh,
4: Forty-three games, I think, since the Giants had gone over thirty points, something like that. It was not. It was twenty-twenty sometime. That's all I know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans, and this is one of those frustrating things that happen to you, but you put yourself in these positions by losing other games you should have won. New Orleans got eliminated, but they did beat the Eagles 20-10, to 10, and Minshew, yeah. who we were all talking about, what a great uh, time he had the week before, uh, didn't really get it done for the Eagles this time, so they may have to bring uh, Hurt back you know, and play him this coming week just to get that number one seed. Yep, yep. You know, uh, Tom Brady. We actually had a Tom mm-hmm. Brady sighting—a real Tom Brady. He actually showed up and beat Carolina, thirty to twenty-four. He ran in the touchdown. he still don't want him? Four hundred thirty-six <laughs> yards, three uh, touchdowns. He threw to Evans. You, will you take him with Mike Evans?
7: Yeah. I'll take Mike Evans. I won't take Tom Brady. Okay.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, and uh, are you gonna? Well, we'll see if you switch to becoming a 49er fan if Brady shows no, up.
7: No. <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, so Evans uh, and he ran one in himself. So uh, Brady had a you know a good day. It was a good day for both Belichick and Brady on Sunday. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, uh, Cleveland beat Washington, and that means the, Deshaun Watson finally got going again. He threw three touchdowns, so uh, uh, two of them to Amari Cooper. So that was good for him, and and of course that knocked Washington out. And I think you know you were talking. The people here were talking about what will they do with this Buffalo Cincinnati about ties? They're so weird, and I don't know that they score them the same way as other sports do. But I'm sure I know the Redskins having had that tie is what. Messing them up. They're 7, 8, and they're 1 Commanders. instead of 8, and 8. Commanders, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 7, 8, and 1 instead of 8, and 8. And, you know, they'd be in the mix with the other Seattle and Green Bay and Detroit right now, and they're not. So ties, mm-hmm. you don't want to give people ties. That uh, is not uh, going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville be Houston, 31 to 3 and that was just uh, know, a tune-up for Jacksonville to get ready for Tennessee and I guess in some I haven't figured it out but in some weird way they may have a possibility to wild card even if they lose to Tennessee but yeah, I think no, a lot it, of uh, the,
7: the way it works out Chris is the way I understand it from what I heard yesterday uh, if Jacksonville somehow loses yeah. they would have the tiebreaker over all the other wild card contenders because they have a better conference record
4: well if if they lose see, because they're uh, 8 yeah, if and they 8 lose. if they lose they're 8 and 9 but if the Patriots win, or the Dolphins win, or whatever, they'd be out. Yeah, they, so, need, they
5: need the yeah. Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Steelers all the lose. Right, right, and then yeah. they could get in. So
4: there That's you go. Like, yeah. And so it makes sense that they were, you know, and, and why mess it up? They're a young team. Uh, again, Jared Stidham had a big game, 37-34 to 34 and a loss to the 49ers, and uh, Stidham had uh, 365 yards and uh, three touchdowns. And uh, he, he did uh, rushing as well. And I was always in favor of giving Stidham a chance. People forget that the only time the Patriots ever even played him was the second half or so against Kansas City a couple of years ago in that COVID game on that Monday night when they had to go out there when uh, Newton got the COVID. And, you know, okay. you know, no, I'm I'm in favor of giving Stidham a chance. But to be running around here with the way the offensive coordinator situation has been messed up, you can't just say that he's better that he's better than Mac Jones, yeah. you know, just because uh, he had a good game. You know, he needs to do it for a while. Mac Jones did it did more than that last year. So That's I right.
5: just thought and, that was silly. And last, you know,
7: and last yeah. year, Josh McDaniels was Mac Jones' offensive coordinator. So uh, New England, like you said last week, New England, Bill, you need a real offensive coordinator. That's right. And of yeah. has
4: been with McDaniels for three years. So there's yeah. that too,
5: and that, yeah. that helps. Now- now, Robert, I'm sorry, but <laughs> the, the Raiders became the first team in NFL history to blow five double-digit uh, leads in yeah, the second I, half I, of games. I'm
7: well aware. And
5: <laughs> if it wasn't for that stupid lateral by the Patriots, it may have been six games. But, yep.
4: And and, yep. and that wasn't Derek Carr's fault, was it, Robert?
7: No, and uh, I, I, really, <laughs> I you know, I really don't like the way the Raiders yep. have treated Derek Carr here. I mean, yeah, he had not played well. but uh, And I'm going to sound like a Derek Carr apologist, and I'm sorry about that in advance. But in his nine-year career, he dealt with six head coaches. Not one, yep. but six. And yep. every time you hire a new head coach, what do they do? They bring in their own staff. I yep. mean, uh his best year that he ever had. They were twelve and four. They won the division, and or no, they were a wild card. I think they were a wild card. And yeah. uh, the and on Christmas Eve of twenty sixteen, against broke his
11: coach, leg. He yep.
7: broke his leg. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, Derek Carr has never really had a stable nope. uh, place to play with one head coach, one offensive <laughs> coordinator. He, uh, I hope to God. Because the Raiders are treating him so badly, he goes to a stable organization and he gets a real chance to show what kind of wow. quarterback he can be.
4: And people were talking, you know, somebody on the system who doesn't know much about a lot of these sports, but was saying something about him. Well, he we can go somewhere and be a backup. No, no, he's going to be a starter. Again, we got 15 yeah. teams are something that need, good. Well, you no, know, the Colts, the one, the, pulse, the, the, red, the Commanders, yeah. at least for two, would be a good yeah. possibility. <laughs> you know? I'm,
7: the one that, I'm the one that said Kyle Shanahan said. Oh. He's being this is wrong, and I'd love to bring him in here. Yeah, that's uh, right. He
4: won't be with the Forty ers but still, right. that's the idea. Though this team, there's plenty of teams out there, plenty
3: yep. of yep. teams.
7: Yep. Okay, and at that's least, it. and at
3: least for now, the Forty ers have that number two seed.
7: Yeah, yeah, yep. might, for the and, moment, and, and they, they might wind up with number one if Philadelphia plays around and loses. It's, it's possible. possible.
4: Okay, yep. Seattle kept themselves alive and knocked the Jets out by beating them twenty-three to six, and the, I don't know, they, down in New not York, not much you know, of they, game. They do get excited about these things, you know, about Mike White, and he moved the ball, but they just never had anything together. And Seattle finally, you know, they had quite a losing streak themselves, so but they got back on track. So, well, know, I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think Mike
5: White was ready. I think with the ribs, I don't think he he was ready. Should sure have been playing. They're so desperate. you know.
4: the Vikings weren't ready. They lost forty-one <laughs> to seventeen yeah. to Green Bay, and uh, I'm telling you, there's something wrong with that Vikings team. I don't know what it is, but it's just not. They, they're not going to. I don't know if they get they to have play, to play. They weren't playing at 1 o'clock. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, whatever it is, uh, then, uh, you know, the playoffs, it's going to be very difficult for the Vikings in the playoffs. I can't see them being consistent enough. You've got Dallas well, in well, there. Well, got...
3: probably, Chris, they're not going to most likely anyway. I mean, unless you get real lucky, they're probably not playing at 1 o'clock in the playoffs either. Well, well they there's won't. only
8: going to be one 1 o'clock game, and that'll be the Sunday <laughs> afternoon game.
3: Right. Yeah. Well,
1: Saturday playoff, afternoon, too. That's, no, 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 not Saturday. like No, 4.30 yeah, two on, on
4: Saturday? Yeah, 2 on oh, Saturday, 3 on Sunday, and 1 on Monday. yeah. Uh, barring changes based on this build, singles, whatever we're going to do here, Chargers yeah, I'm getting a little Rams. more
5: hope for the Giants in the playoffs because it looks like they're going to play the Vikings. They could,
4: yeah. That's or right.
5: they should. I mean, I mean, unless yeah. unless San Francisco loses to Arizona, then the Vikings are going to be the three and the, the Giants, Giants are, have, are locked I don't in. I think
4: the Giants have played them there. I think they played them at the, uh, New York and lost uh, before, but I don't think they. played Oh them no! Well, they played them
5: in New York and, and also beat them. Forty-one to nothing in
4: the championship oh, that's game. Oh, right. Yeah, to go to yeah. the Super Bowl when they lost to the Ravens. Yep. Yeah. Chargers beat the Rams thirty-one to ten. Not much going on with that game. I don't know who the sixth, fifth and sixth seed are between the Ravens and Chargers. I couldn't find out. But I don't either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but either way, they're the same record. So we'll find out as we go along. Pittsburgh beat Baltimore sixteen to thirteen, and once again, uh, Pickett brought them from behind, and Huntley didn't get anything done again as usual. So uh, that's kind of the way they they're rolling. Out. Is Jackson ever coming back? Uh, he is he's listed as questionable this week. Okay. Well, we'll see. And also, it depends on. Well, they're going to need that game, I think, to if they want to win that division. They got to beat Cincinnati. So they, they, if they can get them back at all, I think they'll try. So here are the standings, such as they are. And obviously, we have Cincinnati and Buffalo did not play. So, but we'll give you what they what they are right now. Buffalo at twelve and three. Patriots eight and eight. Miami eight and eight. The Jets uh, seven and nine. AFC North. Cincinnati, of course, is eleven and four. Baltimore ten and six, Pittsburgh eight and eight, and Cleveland seven and nine. Now, for example, with uh, if the if the Patriots lose to Buffalo, which is very likely, if the Chiefs lose to Denver, which is very likely, then in other words, Chiefs and Buffalo win, then they need that game to find out if Buffalo who would win. No, it the Chiefs at, will
7: play the Raiders, not Denver. Really.
4: Oh, the Raiders. Okay, yeah. Denver. That's right. It already was Denver. But if they beat if they beat the Raiders and the Bills beat the Patriots, they will need that Buffalo Cincinnati game played because uh, you know at some time. To get decide to because if Buffalo would win that game they'd get the number one seed. AFC South, Jacksonville eight and eight, Tennessee seven and nine. they're going to play their divisional game uh, deciding game on Saturday. Uh, we'll get to the schedule in a minute. Indianapolis 4, 11 and 1, Houston 2, 13 and 1. In the West, Kansas City at thirteen and three. The Chargers are at ten and six. Uh, the Raiders are six and ten, and Denver four and twelve. NFC East, Philadelphia just won't win that division. Thirteen and three. They've let the Cowboys back in at a twelve and four. And I guess <clears throat> tiebreakers if Dallas wins and Philadelphia loses, they lose the division. So there you go. Yep. Giants nine six and one. I don't think the Giants game is meaningful to the uh, to them at all. No, they locked in at six. They can't go up or down. Yep. Uh, Washington 7, 8, and 1. In the uh, north, we have Minnesota at 12 and 4. Detroit 8 and 8. Green Bay at 8 and 8. We already talked about the scenarios uh, on that uh, situation, where if Seattle wins, uh, Detroit's out anyway. So that's, it's not going to work out as a direct in-and-out kind of game that they wanted. And uh, Chicago at 3 and 13. In the south, Tampa Bay finally won the division at 8 and 8. New Orleans 7 and 9. Carolina 6 and 10. Atlanta 6 and 10. And in the west, we have San Francisco at 12 and 4. Seattle eight and eight, the Rams five and eleven, Arizona four and twelve. So the seeds right now, and of course this again without last night's game didn't happen. And I, I, and, I see you, Dick. We'll get to you in just a second. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll do our we'll do the seeds in the football contest, and we'll talk to Dick. Uh, AFC. We got Kansas City number one, Buffalo number two, Cincinnati three, Jacksonville four right now. Uh, Ball, Baltimore and, you know, whatever, or Chargers or whatever they are, picks the fifth and sixth. Patriots are seventh, so those would be your playoff teams right now. Miami is eight. Pittsburgh is nine. And uh, everybody else has been eliminated. In the uh, NFC, it's Philadelphia, San Francisco, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Dallas. You've got the Giants at six. Green Bay is right now your seven if the season were to end today. Then you've got Seattle and Detroit, and I think everybody else is now out. And for our football contest, Sean, at the last minute, because we didn't know the season, the week ended until like 1 o'clock Eastern time, Sean quickly got the standings done. And uh, I still lead at 191, but Rick had a good week because he got the combined score and the pick on the Dallas game. So he's 185, Pierre 177, Perry 175, Robert 171, Sean 169, David USF 169, Al 163, Jerry 160, uh, Jamal is 143, Laurie is 142, King Dale is 131. So if Dick wants to talk to
3: us, he can. Come on, Dick. Go ahead and unmute, and we would be able to talk to you. Yeah.
1: Hello, everybody. Hey. Um, I, I've got a comment. Uh, I'm glad the NFL at least has taken this stuff forward. Uh, back in 1971, you guys are probably too young for that. Oh, not me. No. Chuck Hughes. is. You know, yeah, uh, when I, I we were running around looking for apartments, uh, we just moved back in L.A., and but uh, when he collapsed, they kept playing and, and I know I heard the phone one of the linebackers from so the Bears because they knew he was dead. I'm glad I'm glad they stopped the game, they wouldn't be gone. Uh, they uh continuing for it. I um, wonder what they're going to do, though. Uh, well, corner? I
4: have a scenario. I, there's different scenarios. Now Rick has one that where he <laughs> thinks that what they should do is just play this week, and uh, they don't look like they're going to do this. But you know, things could change. Just play the Bengals Bills game this week and have that the only game. Push everything back a week because you've got to buy it before the Super Bowl. But I think that's hard for the networks and the uh, you know the. Uh, stadiums and this and that because you've got things planned, and it's not as easy to just do that as it, it might be. But See, the networks wouldn't be
3: no. hold, hold, hold Hold
4: on, hold on Sean. <laughs> go ahead, Chris, and finish,
3: and then, then Sean, you can
4: come in. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I was done, but uh, okay. go ahead, Sean. Okay. Okay.
3: Right. It wouldn't be as
8: hard for the networks and the stadiums because availability anyway. Uh, the reason I would say is because those networks that they would be on this week, they're also showing those games. Next week they could have them at the same time next week instead of this week the other the other thirty teams you know they could they yeah. could do that
4: it just doesn't look like they're going to but
5: anyway. no it doesn't look like they're going well, I don't to. I don't think they have any idea yet what they're going to do no well,
4: we'll see but anyway so the deal is as I say it's pretty likely they're going to need to play that game at some time oh yeah yeah and what the the problem is if you play it okay you play Patriots Buffalo and Sunday. Then you have your Buffalo and the Bengals game. Then you play it again on Thursday, which is what the uh, they bargained for the four days off. Then you've got one of them coming into a playoff game. Whoever doesn't get to buy the Bills or the Bengals uh, at the most four days later and playing three games in eight days or whatever it is. Yep. So that would be difficult. Jamal. I can't see it. Yeah. Jamal, go ahead and unmute.
3: We would be able to hear you. Go ahead, Jamal, and unmute.
4: Jamal! thought
12: right. I
2: heard it. We hear
12: him. There he is.
2: Hello.
12: you time. go. A couple things here. First of all, and Pierre, if you out. want to start unmuting Pierre, we'll get to you next. My prayers go out to the young man for the Bills who got hurt last night. And you were talking about them playing. I'm trying to picture, given the circumstances, where and when could they play that game? Because we both teams have a game this week coming up, and then you have the first round of playoffs next week.
4: Yeah, that's how they, uh, the way I explain it is about the best they could do if they play, if they have to play that game.
12: And and number, and number two, uh, I, 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 it, it, again, it's going to be interesting to see how will this determine home field advantage throughout the playoffs still. And yeah, I sure. must say, and I must say, uh, Perry, congratulations to Mississippi State for taking down Illinois. Yeah, that was a good. It was a good game, though. Yep, it was. Uh, yeah. You know, even though I, mean, I was in for Illinois, obviously, and I know we have, have an affinity for uh, the Mississippi schools. He's mm-hmm. an old and I, Miss guy. <laughs> And I also, and I also, as a side comment, it look, looks like there's. You know how you guys talk about me and. Chaos in the college football yep. world. It looks
4: like there's chaos in Washington D.C. Yeah, it was that it does. Yeah, a- that's that's fun. I'm <laughs> enjoying it. Yeah. So. You know. Okay.
13: Up- sure. All right, Jamal. Got got a lot to do Jamal. here. All yeah, right, Pierre. Yeah.
3: Come on up. Come on in, Pierre.
13: Well, Louisiana, we had a good weekend. The uh, the LSU won the Citrus Bowl. The Saints uh, beat the Eagles, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Tulane pulled out an upset. In the last seconds, 45, 46 to 45, over. Yeah, that was, USC, that was crazy. Yeah, that was, yep. that was Which good I would game, have yeah. never okay. guessed. I would have okay. never guessed that would have happened.
3: Not the way they were down here, you wouldn't have ever thought they would come yeah. back like
7: that.
4: The reason it happened was because like, the USD decided to bring the ball. There's you know, a lot of these guys don't know enough not to bring the ball. I, I can get anything. I'm doing, you know. And they he got nailed way way into their territory, which caused the safety and the free kick, and that's what set it all up. It was a, right. a dumb decision
13: by USB guy. And uh, <laughs> also also this, this week, Pete rose kind of snubbed his nose at the MLB. The state of Ohio called in legalized gambling, and they let Pete. Placed the first bet in the state, and <laughs> and he bet he bet he bet that the Reds are going to win the World Series.
4: Oh, I don't know well, about that. I don't know about that. That's well, well. <laughs> funny, I guess. Okay. Anyway, oh well. Jerry, okay, Jerry, here.
1: come on in, Jerry.
3: Oh
4: my God! Cold home
1: okay. week. Okay. Well, it's kind of you know it's kind of like an atmosphere like Buffalo here. I know how to. Feeling because they're feeling the same way here. Because the young man was uh, um, he's he played for Pitt, and oh, yeah. yeah, and and uh, he also uh, played for McKees Rocks High School. And I remember when uh, he was drafted by the Bills, they were talking about you know what a athlete he was on on KDKA uh, TV cool. and all that. And, Actually, um, Sean, why
4: don't you throw in right now? It's a good time for it. That little note you had about the, the toys program that he had. Oh
8: yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. He all right. He had started a GoFundMe for Toys for Kids in Western Pennsylvania, and his goal was twenty five hundred dollars. Last night at nine p.m. Central Time, ten p.m. Eastern, it was up to three million. At nine a.m. this morning, it was up to twelve million. Now it's up to seventeen million as of. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern that he was doing it. and yeah so that was and yeah Jerry you mentioned that James Franklin in his post-game press conference after the Rose Bowl didn't yeah. talk much about his game he talked about recruiting Demar Hamlin he said I recruited him and he goes man he was a class act and he had a lot of good, I mean that was most of what his press conference was
4: about. Yeah we hope, we hope he pulls through that's for sure. Yeah. Okay alright right, All Jerry okay yeah. Just a couple of quick NFL notes. Brady, uh, last Thursday, had lived, lived 50% of his life in the NFL and 50% of his life out of the NFL. So that's pretty cool. Long time. You have to go a long time to do that. Yeah. Dallas, back-to-back 12 win seasons, the first time since 92-95, uh, you know, the, when he got them all in a row. Got another cowboy mm-hmm. note. Dak Prescott tied Aikman for second place in touchdown passes, 165. Tony Romo is way ahead. Uh, he's got 248. So, any more NFL stuff? Well, just a couple. Um,
5: now that we're, it's all division, well, some of this Buffalo-Cincinnati game, all division games left. The NFC ended up beating the AFC by two games this year. Okay. And uh, and the, giant, the uh, NFC East ended up 20 games over f- over 500. Okay. Oh, and I hadn't
4: done the schedule yet. I see. I get, uh, so we well, need to do that. Well, while you're getting the
3: schedule, Chris, we have yet yep. another caller. Let's go to Bob. Oh, hey, for, Bob. Of
4: course we do.
1: Oh Bob. You, I just want to be sure now. If Seattle wins, is Green Bay out too? No,
4: no, no. Green Bay at no. right. the top. If Green, Green wins, Bay is, winning is in. out. Yeah, Green yeah. Green Bay can knock Detroit out automatically, and then if Detroit were to beat Green Bay, then Green Bay would be knocked out, and uh, and Seattle would get in. So if Seattle wins, Detroit has no incentive in this game. So it would look pretty good for Detroit to get. I mean, Green Bay to get in.
12: Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's the way that works. Okay, now this is the schedule, and as far as we know, it's going to be this weekend, unless they change something. On Saturday, on the seventh at four thirty, these games will be on ESPN and ABC. Kansas City at Las Vegas, and then at eight fifteen, Tennessee at Jacksonville. That's the one that's going to decide the uh, AFC South. And then on ABC, and as I say, on ABC and 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 uh, ESPN. Then on Sunday. On, on CBS at 1 o'clock, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Well, to be determined, I'm sorry. It's a CBS game, but we don't know when it's going to be, Baltimore at Cincinnati. So that that needs to be determined. But then at 1 o'clock on CBS, we have Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Uh, the Jets are at Miami. Uh, Patriots are at Buffalo. And Houston at Indianapolis. 1 p.m. on Fox. Minnesota at Chicago. Carolina at New Orleans. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. 425 on Fox. Dallas at Washington, Arizona at San Francisco, the Rams at Seattle. Now, there's a big opponent for uh, the Lions. Are all becoming Rams fans? Good luck, guys. Yeah. And 4:25 uh, on CBS, Giants at Philadelphia, Chargers at Denver, uh, and then at 8:20 on NBC, we have Detroit at Green Bay. So that's the, and
3: remember, both
4: both networks have the double header this for Week 18. Right. So that's why they're all 4:25. And we okay. will and we
3: will keep you up to date next week on what they do. Uh, I would yeah. think by then we'll know what they're going to do with that game from last night.
4: Right. Yeah. So um, they need to. We'll know. Yeah, by Sunday we will know if uh, the Patriots, if, if uh, the Buffalo and uh, Kansas City win, they'll need to play it. Okay, uh, so in the playoffs, we had playoffs in college football. TCU beat Michigan fifty-one to forty-five, and I guess there were a couple of pick-sixes that determined this game. And yep. Michigan was behind pretty much all the time, and way behind. They kept coming back in within yep. a, a single score, and they'd fall behind again. Well, and I and guess now, I, I guess you... now, uh,
3: Jim Harbaugh is sitting by the phone waiting for the call because yep. he he yep. now wants to go back to the NFL. Okay, and that's,
8: and that's what I said. TCU has done this all year. They've done yeah. this. They've kept, you know, well, they've and, done this, and um, that's why I'm not surprised.
7: One uh-huh. one okay. note on Jim Harbaugh, Perry. Uh, this morning, uh, David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, has already met Jim Harbaugh.
4: Okay. All right. Um, Georgia beat Ohio State 42-41. My daughter Beth called a little after midnight, and she said that the the game ended right after midnight, and everybody wanted to see the ball drop, and everybody wanted to see the field goal, and they're looking at the TV, and they're looking at this guy's phone who had the ball on there, and, you know, back and forth, back and forth. I guess they missed the long field goal, and uh, 42-41, now, Georgia beat Ohio State. Now, you talk
3: about coaches that make a di- who make a difference. A lot of times, everybody says, ah, these coaches don't make that much difference in a game. When Ohio State did that fake punt towards the end, if Kirby Smart did not get that time out called, they likely don't yeah. even get that field goal chance, and they don't win that game. Yeah. So, yep. Kirby Smart yep. earned his money on that game.
8: All right. And, and they will play... Yeah. They'll play Monday night. Monday night at eight at around eight fifteen Eastern at SoFi Stadium, right. Georgia and TCU.
4: And we got a few other bowls that are, are interesting than the New Year's Six, the big traditional ones, and some others that uh, we have people in the panel or on, online that are interested in. Orange Bowl, Tennessee beat Clemson 31-14. and the new quarterback from Clemson I guess didn't do a whole lot. So uh, they, you know they, they lost their other guy. To... Where's he going? The, uh, uh, other Oregon State. Oregon State, Oregon State. Oregon yeah. State.
3: And uh, Hendon Hooker for Tennessee, by the way, is entering the NFL draft. Okay. Yeah. He
4: was injured, though,
8: right? Yes. Yes. He was injured in the Georgia game. Or no, yeah. South Carolina game. South okay. Carolina game.
4: Alabama beat Kansas State in the uh, Sugar Bowl 45-20. Kansas mm-hmm. State was at 10 to nothing early, but that was... <laughs> It. Sure. Uh, in the Cotton Bowl, uh, Tulane uh, beat USC forty six forty five. We talked about that game, the big comeback there. Uh, yeah, they, in- um,
5: yeah, I was just gonna say that the USC quarterback was Khalid Williams. Yeah, he's Caleb, Caleb Williams. He's Caleb. Caleb Williams. Okay. Yeah, he's not coming out till next year. But the, I guess he he was like thirty seven for fifty two for four hundred and fifty two yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, touch yeah. yeah a and out. I guess he's, he's- good. Yeah, they look at him as being so good. According to Boomer Sileson this morning, they're looking at him as being one of these guys that everybody wants, like Andrew Luck, to the point where Boomer thinks that there's a decent chance that the NFL next year will go to a lottery for the first pick because they
4: don't want teams tanking for this guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Penn State beat Utah in the Rose Bowl 35-21, so that was a good win for them. And after, when
3: uh, Cam Rising left that game yesterday, it was pretty much over.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, In the uh, Texas Bowl, Houston beat, uh, no, Texas Tech beat Mississippi, uh, Perry, 42-25. Yeah, Ole Miss forgot to show up in that game, and that was
3: everybody going for, everybody in that game, both Texas Tech and Ole Miss, they were both going for it on
4: fourth down, so. um. (laughs) In the uh, Alamo Bowl, Washington beat uh, Texas 27-20. Sean?
8: Well, and I'll say this. Texas did something they did not do all year. They battled back. Uh, Quentin Ewers, uh, they had a lot of good potential, but Xavier Worthy, this fr- guy who was going in the transfer portal and then changed his mind and all this stuff, of course dropped some passes. Yeah, but the team did, you know, usually when they've gotten a big lead or when they've had a lead or even when they've been behind, they just dropped out, like, you know, and never you know, lost it or never came back, but I'll give them credit there.
4: Okay, the Sunball Pitt beat UCLA thirty seven thirty five on a last second field goal and that was a good game. I listened to some of that in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that that was a good game. Yeah. yeah. A lot of good games Friday. And another one on Friday was North Notre Dame beat uh South Carolina 45-38 in the Gator Bowl, uh-huh. and the Music City Bowl, Iowa beat Kentucky 21 nothing. How'd they get 21 points, uh, Perry? <laughs> uh,
3: two, well, they had two
4: defensive touchdowns, and the there offense scored
3: one, and uh, that's that's mm-hmm. a nice win for Iowa. I mean, I mean, nobody thinks that this quarterback is going to beat out Cave McNamara next year, right. but you feel good no. for the kid. I mean, that basically, Kirk Ferentz, when he came out of the locker room, you know how they chat with... The radio guys, when they come yeah. out of the locker room. He he told Rob Brooks. He said, "I just told him, don't lose the game," and he did not lose the game.
4: Well, it was, it's sort of like the uh, the uh, Iowa is the uh, college Patriots. That's kind of how they have yeah. to win, you know. Yep. Um, and then we had in the Tampa Bay, Mississippi State over Illinois, nineteen to ten. It really was thirteen to ten. But yeah, it really, well, really was
8: thirteen. Yeah. To 10. We're- Run yeah, back. weird, bizarre ending. Good tribute to Mike Leach. You know they're yeah. going out for the win for him. So I thought that was yeah. kind of neat. That was end. cool,
4: and uh, what well, well, just shows you what happened. You know, same thing with the Patriots play a few weeks ago, where that often is the deal that the team that's defending that play ends up scoring. You know, ten, twenty yeah. percent of the time, the team that's mm-hmm. defending scores. That's <laughs> why you don't run that when it's tied. Anyway, mm-hmm. in the in the Citrus Bowl, we talked about LSU beating Purdue sixty three to seven. I don't know. Were you, uh, Bill? Were you implying that you thought they were kind of running it up or? or what were you saying there?
6: Bill? What, no, I'm sorry. No. I think what uh, he was
4: asking about the uh, citrus bowl, Bill.
3: Did you, uh, what did you, you think thought, LSU I was think running Purdue, it up on Purdue? I don't know that you they ran of, it up. Chris. No. I think Purdue didn't show up.
6: They okay. Purdue didn't show up and was that last inter? was that necessary to run? But right. you can't blame the player. If you get the opportunity, why not go for it?
3: And, and, yeah. Peru, and like, Purdue, I by the I way, like unlike, hold on, Sean, Purdue, unlike uh, Iowa, for example, uh, there are guys that are possibly going to be drafted. Um, I think we heard, Bill, none of them played.
6: None of them played, no. Yeah. Okay, I was going go like, to go say too. Go. It, I was gonna say like Pierre said like Pierre said yesterday
8: on the Monday lunch bunch from one to three PM here on the Worldwide Legend, he said LSU was trying, you know, they're putting offensive players at defense and defense at offense in second and third straight. They yeah. were trying not to run it up at A. you
4: know. Okay. And just uh, just to finish up the college since Sean picked them out last in that new new year, college basketball, let's give give everybody the top ten, It'll only take a minute. Purdue is number one in college basketball. Maybe not and, and then they and then they lost. But they lost last night. Well oh, then they lost yep. last night. Yeah, yeah. oh Rutgers, yep. that's right. I did yep. hear that. Houston, uh, so this is as of yesterday. Houston, number two. Kansas, three. Connecticut, four. They lost their game on... Saturday to Xavier, Arizona five, Texas six, Alabama, and that's a good. Uh, you're right, Sean. That's a good uh, feather in the cap for the uh, the coach there that's uh, you know holding the fourth yeah, Rodney, okay. yeah. Rodney Terry. Yeah, Alabama seven, Tennessee eight, Gonzaga nine, and UCLA ten. So that's it. Any more college stuff? Oh, any. Oh, we need to pick this this game. I think Georgia's going to win it. I'm, I'm sorry, Rick. We got to do these things. It's a championship game. I think Georgia's going to win it forty-one uh, twenty-seven. Oh, I, I'm going with Georgia.
3: Okay, uh, I'll go. I'll go, with, I'll go with Georgia, but I think it's going to be very
4: close.
6: I'll okay. go with Georgia, and I don't think it's going to be too close.
4: <laughs> right. I'll, I'll take Georgia to repeat. All right, at least Robert isn't in Ohio it, State or something. That's good.
8: I think Georgia <laughs> will win, but I think it's going to be like 34-31 because TCU hangs around. They can yeah, give Georgia they uh, Okay. Georgia shows they can be beat.
3: Yep. All right. Any Dick, other uh, college? Yep, Dick, uh, come yeah, on back. Dick, yeah. uh, Dick okay. wants to Talk to us again. All right. <clears throat> no. Oh, sorry. You're okay, Dick. You were unmuted. You're, you're okay. okay.
12: You're unmuted. He might, unmuted. might have been no, unmuted.
1: Now we go. There you go.
3: There, he All is. Right, there right. you go. Yeah. What's I up?
12: have
1: to say, yesterday in Milwaukee, the radio stations, no one in any of the bowl game on. Not even uh, well, ESPN is a big problem here because you've got to be in now.
4: The ESPN, they do have an ESPN in Milwaukee, so I don't know why do. they do it. But, you know, but uh, no, we didn't have any bowl games at all on, in Boston radio yesterday. Not at all. So, I mean, with the, with, the, with the Sirius XM and with the Miss A and stuff, I didn't care. But I'm just saying. You know, yeah. you know though, here, 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 of course,
3: of course, here uh, being Big Ten country, they kept saying we're going to have the – purdue game then we're going to have the rose bowl well somebody didn't check the automation because they had the purdue game then it went back to espn programming <laughs> oh. we didn't get the rose bowl
4: yeah wrong satellite yeah well, wrong channel whatever it is yeah.
1: anything
3: anything oh, well.
4: else
1: dick well i tell you what the bulls i think they're uh they're time for them to rebuild again
3: nobody you know nobody was following this la- yeah nobody was following this last night and 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 i agree with you um, but they kind of got jipped Apparently, there was a call like in the last minute of the game where Cleveland got a bucket that shouldn't have counted.
7: Mm. Mm. I didn't okay. hear the game,
3: but I I saw that with Chuck Sworsky on Twitter.
1: Okay. Well, you, know, I, I had to I was listening to that. What was going on with the the, the, the Buffalo game? But
12: yeah.
1: uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, skate at seventy one points.
12: Yeah. Wow. Oh, is Jer-
4: Mitchell? Yep. 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 Jerry, what's on what's on your mind, Jerry? <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm going to put in my uh, prediction for the national championship. I'm going to make it Georgia 34, TCU 31.
4: Okay, there you go. Oh, Sounds okay. like to <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> okay. All
4: right, let's do some baseball. We got a little time here. Uh, Atlanta extended uh, Sean Murphy six years for seventy-three million. Former A's catcher and fifteen for another year if he stays. It's the Braves' option on that one. So another A's player got paid, as Robert said. Uh-huh. Texas uh, signed Nathan Ivaldi two years for twenty-five million. <laughs> the oft-injured Nathan Navaldi. So the Red Sox, not to be outdone, picked up the oft-injured Corey Kluber <laughs> for one year for $10 million, And the Red Sox have an option for the next for 2024. So we'll see how that goes, I think, for eleven, I guess he was 10-10 and 10 with Tampa Bay, I heard. So nothing special. You know, he was a former Cy Young Award winner and all that, but, uh, you know, he's a mid-level starter right now.
7: Perry, uh, speaking and- of base- Perry, speaking of baseball, have you heard any new updates on Carla Correa?
4: I have not, no. I think okay. probably everybody took the week off with that and they'll get back to okay. it this week, you know, negotiating and examining and all that stuff.
3: Apparently Long- though
4: the only the only update that I did here is Farhan Zaidi said that
3: he has reached out to Scott Boris but he doesn't think they'll come back to him.
4: Okay. Um, Evan Longoria, one year for five million uh uh so- incentives. Uh, one no, for four four million four million for with four. A million oh, yes. dollars in with, incentives and yeah. it could make him five yeah this and is with Arizona very yeah since
7: he's gotten older he's very injury prone so I don't know what Arizona getting there so
4: yeah well this is what's uh, floating around now the the healthy players were signed earlier and now you're just trading yep. one injured player for another one <laughs> but we we have a big injury in in baseball as far as officiating is concerned we are losing ten umpires seven crew chiefs. Including, uh, let's see, we have Ted, and these are basically the umpires I've heard of, except for Angel Hernandez, who's terrible. Ted Barrett, uh, Greg Gibson, Tom Hallion, uh, Sam Holbrook, Jerry Meals, Jim uh, Reynolds, and uh, Bill Welke, those are the crew chiefs. The other guys are Marty Foster, Paul Nauert, and Tim Timmons. And my theory about this: there are nagging injuries involved with some of them, and a lot of them were hurt the last couple of years. But I think the rules. I don't change. think Gibson umpired at all this past year, did he? Maybe not, but I know some did, some out for the year. But I think it's the rules changes. You've got you've got to go tell pitchers that the, the, the you know signal a ball. You got to signal to a batter that he can get back in the batter's box for a strike. You've got the uh, perhaps the quest. You know, thing coming in on the horizon. Of course, they all believe very strongly that they do uh, their plate, uh, they're umpiring at the plate very well. And, you know, so there's a lot of things they're going to have to deal with that they didn't have to deal with before. Mm-hmm. And I think they feel like people might start calling them overly officious jerks. And I think they kind of just don't want to deal with it. That's my thought. Yeah. Okay. guess that's what you guys' yeah. thought, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> any other baseball stuff uh yeah i got to i have
3: to be, i i was complimentary of the cubs last week okay now i have to get after them again this week they're apparently they're in deep contract negotiations with first baseman eric Cosmo. Now, don't have any problem if you want to Bring him in for the league minimum because he's already getting he's $39 million for three years. Yeah. But why in the world would you be in deep negotiations
4: with him? Yeah, Say, we're offering you
3: the league minimum. <laughs> if you don't like it, too bad.
4: Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. And I think he'd go, you know, he, if he was, you know, he was pretty, well, the little he played. You know, that's the other thing. He was here for uh, two months. What do you think he played, Rick, about 15 games or something? He was hurt all the time. Yeah, he was hurt all the time.
3: and, And really, I mean, when he became a free agency in 2017, how many teams do you think were offering him that kind of money like Padre did? nobody one just the padres <laughs> the royals didn't even offer him that kind of money so
4: he's, he's got a good agent who scares teams i don't know you know he might something. not play <laughs> <laughs> i don't know don't ask me i mean he's supposed to be a nice guy good guy in the clubhouse oh, he, but, he uh, is
6: he
3: is a good guy i've heard But he you
4: know but- 15 games, and then by the time the month he was supposed to play was August because they wanted to bring up uh, Casas in September and so that was it for, you know, they didn't really care if he played after that. They wanted to see Casas, so you know, whatever. I wonder if part of the
3: negotiation, though, is um, he definitely wants playing time, and they Mm -hmm. certainly Uh, want to um, this in spring training they certainly want to look at Matt Mervis, and if Matt Mervis is ready they want him to get most of the playing time.
4: Yeah, so I wonder if that's okay. what
3: he's trying to negotiate out. Is you know
4: that could be that could be it, and that makes sense. But okay, like I, said, I NB... would not
3: give him more than the league minimum. Uh,
4: the NBA, Luka Doncic, Doncic, the first player to have uh, well sixty points. Nobody had, had ever done this. Sixty points, twenty run rebounds, and ten assists the other day. Uh, uh, for uh, first uh, player for a fifty or more triple, uh, youngest player to have a fifty or more triple double. And only in history to have 60 in a triple double. So, I'll get you uh, this, in just a minute, Pierre. So hold on. And this was uh, this happened last Tuesday night, and Dallas came from nine behind with 33 seconds to go to be to tie the Knicks and to get it to overtime, and uh, that hardly ever happens. So, you know, that's only happened like it hadn't happened in I don't know. There were some thousands of games. Yeah. Uh, the okay, last so, game
7: I can remember where you scored that many points in that few seconds. Remember Reggie Miller did that. Reggie Miller, yeah, uh, yeah, that.
4: yeah,
7: That against yeah. the Knicks too.
4: Okay. Yeah others who got 50 20 and 10 and for triple doubles Elgin Baylor in 61 Wilt did it in 63 and again in 1968 and uh, so that, that was uh, good. Let's, let's see if we can just finish the NBA notes. Then we can talk to Jerry. LeBron passed. Pierre, uh, Pierre,
7: Pierre.
4: Uh, Pierre I'm sorry. Uh, LeBron passed Duncan for 10th place in all time games played uh, in 50, in the regular season. Robert Parrish, did you know this, Rick, is the leader in regular season games with 1,611? he kept no, playing I a mean, long time. Yeah, he did play he a long time. A while. Yeah. yeah. yeah he and LeBron I now is. I actually met
7: him when he was with the Warriors. 95. Oh, cool.
4: Yeah, he seemed like he would be. Uh, LeBron uh, is now at 1393, and with playoffs, uh, Kareem is number one at 1797 and uh, Parrish at 1795, so Chief just missed two games. He could have been ahead of Kareem. <laughs> okay, yeah. time for Pierre.
3: Before – Pierre, well, you can start on muting. Um, LeBron, I guess, is also saying he would like hey. to be put somewhere where he can actually win. So I don't know when the trade <laughs> deadline is,
4: but LeBron uh, is saying February he would like
1: – February
4: 9th. Since you're the since you're the general manager, of LeBron, put yourself where you want to be put. <laughs> Come on in, Pierre. Go ahead,
11: Pierre.
13: Well, uh, as y'all know, uh, the Saints still own uh, uh, Sean Payton. Well, the, Saints, right. yeah. the Saints came out this week and said that nobody will get him without giving up their first-round draft choice. Wow. Okay. Well, I heard that.
7: I, I heard that rumor, but I've also heard that the NFL put in a stipulation that you can no longer trade coaches. Um, because apparently, uh, when Al Davis traded John Gruden to Tampa Bay, that's when the NFL put a stop to that. Now I don't know if it's, that's it's true.
8: Better, no, it's no, no. They can still because they talked about that when he retired last year that that could still happen. So okay. there's no. Yeah, because if,
3: because if he comes back. Other than if they can trade, you know, if they can get something for him, the Saints have his rights, mm-hmm. right? No, yeah. so, no,
4: I, I you know, I think what it is, uh, Robert, and you would know this best as a radio fan. The Davis family cannot trade coaches. I think that's part of it. <laughs> well, you
7: know what? That would make sense. Although I don't think Mark, I don't think Mark would do what Al did.
4: So. Okay. All right. We have the NHL. We got a few announcements. Five here. Yeah, the NHL, two (laughs) announcements. Next year, Seattle will play uh, in the uh, game against Las Vegas. In the T-Mobile uh, ballpark or whatever, wherever the crack, wherever the uh, uh,
7: that, yeah, Mariners T-Mobile, play, it's the T-Mobile Park in Seattle.
4: Yeah. Now I wonder if they'll start at eleven o'clock their time, so it could be at the two o'clock Eastern. It seems to be when they like uh, it. That, not necessarily. Probably-
3: not necessarily, because last year when the Wild were in it, they didn't. That didn't happen until six o'clock at night in the Central was, Time Zone. Was that a
4: weather problem, or was that no? Uh, no, so they that's they said- not
3: a, it was not a weather
4: issue.
7: Yeah, okay. I, I forget why they delayed it, but yeah, that's true.
4: And on October 29th and the Heritage Classic will be in Canada, Edmonton outdoors against Calgary.
7: That's
4: correct. So that is that. And uh, let me see what. How much time do we have? Because we do have these obituaries, but I don't know if we can really give them justice. And... Let's
3: ho- let's hold them. We're 426. Oh, we so go. let's hold them. Five five twenty five.
4: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, good, that's fine. Uh, one one quick po- thing. Um, uh, okay. Just one quick
5: good. thing. Martina um, uh, Navratilova yesterday announced that she has throat cancer. Oh. And, breast
3: and, cancer. Uh, and Just breast to put
5: a bow cancer. on this real cheery show, you know. <laughs> no nope,
3: just throat and breast cancer. So breast not cancer good, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. but uh, okay. you know, good participation by the callers today. We like yes. that. So it yeah. was. Uh, call in, call in often, and all that. So and get new callers too. So with yeah. that, Sean, go ahead and wrap it up. Well, if you
8: want to go back and hear any of this, especially the audio, you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com or go to Sports Lines Live in your podcatcher or tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lines Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773 773- Five seven two three thousand six, 3006, option number nine. And by the way, when you're over there, leave Bill a message if you're listening and let him know you appreciate him putting the Coffee Club and the Sports Lounge and All Things Radio up. And All Things Radio will be back this Thursday and Coffee Club tomorrow. Uh, so at the normal times at 9 a.m. Eastern tomorrow and at 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. And next week we'll have a national champion. We'll have playoffs. We'll have more of this uh, situation with Buffalo
6: and Cincinnati sorted out and more on DeMar Hamlin and we'll see you next week.